You're listening to Just a Pinch Podcast with Injector Kristen. Join me and industry experts as we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the aesthetics, wellness, and fitness industries. Welcome back to Just a Pinch Podcast. I'm here today with tattoo expert extraordinaire, Anita Maxellen. Welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you on. Me too. I've been looking forward to this. (laughs) Awesome. So Anita has actually been taking me down my journey of laser tattoo removal. We're taking a couple of mistakes off my bod. Um, And so far I've had a phenomenal experience, thanks to you. Um, I have never felt more comfortable and confident going and getting it done and honestly I wouldn't trust anybody else. Oh, I love that. So it makes me feel so good. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Um, so tell me a little bit about your history in the world of tattoos first before we get into removal. Okay. Um, well, I've owned my own company um, for about six or seven years now. Um, I make a product called Immortal Prime. Um, it's a tattoo primer. Um, and that experience in the world of tattooing led me to meet um, tons of people, one of which was Jeff Garnett, um, who owned Clean Slate Laser. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had invited me sort of during the pandemic um, to learn how to do laser tattoo removal. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I thought, you know, I love tattoos. I love the tattoo community. It just felt like a normal, natural like next step in the progression of um, what I know and love. Sure. So. Now, had you undergone any laser tattoo removal yourself before that, or did you kind of get yours done for the first time after getting involved with Clean Slate? No, I had been, um, Jeff Garnett and Clean Slate had been lasering me um, for several years. So I kind of would show up at a tattoo convention and say, hey, can you laser me? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the great things about the company is they would always laser anybody in the industry for free. Oh, that's cool. So um, I would just sort of show up and, and there I was. So I pretty much get lasered maybe once a year. Oh, that's awesome. So I've not been in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a slow progress for sure. It but is. I mean, it's, I think the, the, the whole process has been really easy so far. Yeah. I think that's the goal is to just make it so... People can come in, you know, on your lunch break, mm-hmm. um, have a little laser, go back to work. It's like the fastest, like, appointment ever. And yeah. it's like you spend more time, like, prepping and getting pictures and doing your consent than actual laser time. And that's awesome how fast it goes. Yeah. It's Thank, like thankfully, the, it's fast. Thank God, because if it wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> it's like by the time you're done with your session, you're kind of just like, all right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I've had enough for now. But the thing that I really like about it is that, you know, while it is, it is, I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. It's painful when the laser is firing. But for me personally, the second that that laser stops firing, I'm immediately fine. Yeah. I always tell people, I think that's probably one of the the most commonly asked question yeah. is how does it feel? Yep. Right. So I always tell people, I said, you know, it's not a party. No. Um, <laughs> but it's really fast. Yep. And you know, we do everything we can to like get people through it. Um, 
I mean, especially myself, like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to sort of do whatever they need. Yeah. So, some people literally need an actual hand to hold, mm-hmm. um, and other people just kind of sit there like a rock, like you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they really don't, they don't say or do anything, they yeah. just sort of, like, breathe through it, yeah. um, so, yeah, we, we ice people when they come in, we get yeah. it nice and cold, um, yeah, that's definitely helpful, then we use the Zimmer, the cryogenic cold air, we kind of blow that on the area during the yep. process, too, and some people will sit there, we'll ice them once, they get through the whole process and they're good. Mm-hmm. And other people, every three seconds, they want more ice. Yeah. So, because I mean, you know, everybody's got different pain tolerance. Yeah, I totally get it. I mean, I, I tolerate pain pretty well, I think. Um, I can kind of go into myself and just kind of like meditate through it. And I just focus on my breath. And like, that's what gets me through it. If I start holding yep. my breath or if I get out of rhythm with it, I then feel all like, oh, hey, oh, what, I got it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it screws with you. It's like yeah. you just have to like get in and just controlled breath in and out because, I mean, unlike some of the aesthetic lasers that we use here, there's tr- there's no numbing cream for this. Um, and can you explain why you guys don't use topicals? We just think that the process is a lot more effective um, without messing with the skin. Yeah. Um, you know, the ice really, I feel like, is the actual best method for pain relief. I've had clients who have come in um, and had it done just the way we do it with the ice and the mm-hmm. cryo. Um, and then they'll come in the second time and try to have some some numbing cream on. And they always look at me after and they go, yeah, that didn't help at all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so. And I feel like anything like that that's going to potentially affect the color of your skin, too, would that affect the laser? Because I know like with our IPL machine, we don't use any topical because if we get the skin redder than what it needs to be, it can actually affect the outcomes. Does that affect it with laser tattoo or is it just, it's just not effective? I think so. I yeah. mean, I think you're just not getting the most effective treatment mm-hmm. when you're using those things. Yeah. It's, you know, making the blood vessels, yeah. you know, everything is just bring, oh, so much blood flow. I just don't think it's a great idea. People yeah. do it yeah. all the time. I mean, you know, it's just not the way we like to go about it. I could old fashioned way, you know? Yeah. Um, it works. Yeah. I mean, I just do personally, I just do kind of like you do. Yeah. Um, just breathing and sort of what I would do and think about when I was actually getting tattooed because I've sat through 12 hour long tattoo sessions exactly, and that takes a lot of grit and a lot of like mental toughness. hundred percent. And I think some of the clients that we have come in, um, they have a big story behind their tattoo. Yeah. And a lot of them really draw upon some of the difficulties Mm -hmm. and when they got that tattoo. Sure. Um, to get them through the removal process. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, and that's another thing to look at too is, you know, if you're getting a tattoo removed, you have sat through getting the tattoo. Whether it's small or whether it's a large piece, it's you're going to be have you will have sat in that chair of the artist getting that tattoo substantially longer than what you would have ever been sitting in the chair for your removal session. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I find that it's it's almost kind of cathartic at the end of your session to be like we're that one next step closer yep because um, as like my tattoos there was no um you know, the main thing is not that like oh my gosh I really regret getting this piece it's that they just didn't age well 
Um, you know, my plans changed and, you know, they, I had sun exposure. I had them done in my early twenties and now they just, you know, they just don't look great. And like the style in which like my big back piece was done at the time was a style that was in, um, in the world of tattooing. So it was a little bit more of a faded look, watercolory look, which yeah. I mean, for years it looked great. I was happy with it. Um, but now, you know, I'm 36, I've had it for over a decade and it just doesn't look right anymore. And I never see it. And then I catch a glimpse of it and you just collect your pearls. And you're like, oh my God, this has <laughs> got to go. And it's not even that I have other plans for them. It's just that it's not, it is not giving me what I need it to give me anymore. And right. it's, it's time for it to go. And then some of my other little ones, same thing. It's just like, they're not doing it for me. They were things that I had done when I was really young. Yeah. Um, you know, where I, it's an unfinished plan. I decided to change my plan and, and you know, not finish a piece. So there's nothing, um, you know, it's not like I'm getting an ex's name removed from my body or something that was more trauma driven. Um, so I don't have that trauma piece with it. Mine's more so just like, I didn't take great care of them in my early 20s and now here we are and it's time to get them removed. Yeah. But I can imagine that it's got to be pretty emotional for some people to, to go through some of these sessions for their pieces. It is, it is. We have a lot of people who come in, I feel like, you know, the first thing I always say is, tell me about your tattoo. Yeah. I don't say show it to me. I, I always ask people to tell me about it because I'm sort of giving them the opportunity. If there's trauma there, if there's some sort of story behind it, I want to know about it. Yeah. Right. I want them to be able to, um, you know, I want to be able, be able to build a relationship with these people because this is a process that's a couple years long. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you're gonna be spending time with them. Yeah. And it helps sort of guide me to know, you know, what are they going to need during this process? Um, So some people come in and they'll say, you know, they'll tell me this, this really heartbreaking story. Um, You know, I've sat and cried with people many times um, who have had just these really traumatic experiences. Um, You know, memories, a lot of things. My my psychology degree definitely comes into play. There you go. That's a good thing to have. Yeah, when we talk about this, because you know you have to have a lot of empathy um, for some people, and then some people just they don't tell me anything about it. They just show it. Yeah, like here it is. Got it when I was eighteen. Made a bad choice. (laughs) Here I go. (laughs) And that's and I always say, yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, like oh, the Tasmanian devil's got to get off my neck. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So we all have, um, you know, some tattoos that we don't like or yep. some that carry some trauma. So yeah. I'm, I'm sort of prepared for whoever walks in the door. That's great. Yeah. Um, speaking of Tasmanian devil, uh, do you <laughs> at all see any sort of like trends with types of tattoos that more so than others are getting removed nowadays? Oh, man. I mean, I've seen a lot of interesting <laughs> tattoos. I bet. Right? In, in, in all areas of the body. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, I think one of my favorites right now is a Mighty Mouse, like given the finger. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> and it just so happened that as we've been removing his tattoo, the, the finger is like, what went first? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And we always <laughs> laugh about it. I'm like, oh man, his hand is gone already. So, oh, that's funny. That's yeah. Funny. That's a good one. So what's a typical um, treatment course like for your average person coming in? And I'm, well, I'm sure it's very different for different people. Walk us through kind of what what a consultation with you would be like. Mm, okay. So like I said, as I mentioned before, the first thing is I, you know, I want to know about the tattoo. Um, you know, I want to know if there's any trauma. I want to know um, how old it is. So mm-hmm. that kind of plays a big role. Um, you know, tattoos that are 10, 20 years old 
are like a gold mine for us yeah. because your body's already had time to really work on that ink. Mm -hmm. um, and ink 20 years ago is not as good as ink right now. Yeah. Right. Ink companies are just making ink more saturated mm -hmm. um, and darker and just really meant to stay. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm finding out a little bit about that. Obviously, I'm looking at the tattoo um, just to see, you know, assess how much saturation it has. Um, I touch the tattoo. I want to mm -hmm. feel it because um, on occasion clients will come in with scar tissue. Yeah. Um, the tattoo artist was just too heavy-handed when they applied it. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's one of the things that we tell people: Hey, listen, if you've got scar tissue in your tattoo, we might not be able to get all that ink out. Mm -hmm. So that's understandable. Yeah. 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 So now with the tattoo inks, I, I feel like there's probably like a a, a back and forth pull. Um, in the industry of you know wanting that really super saturated high quality long-lasting ink but then is there also a desire to have an ink that is more easily lasered off and is there any kind of upcoming technology that you're aware of that's trying to marry the both of them of like if you want it to stay it will stay but if we're using lasers on it it's easier to get rid of or is that just like a pipe dream in my head no and I haven't done like a ton of research about it but I have heard that there are people doing like temporary tattoos mm -hmm. where it is done with a machine yeah but however they're doing it or applying it or whatever ink they're using is meant to sort of like fade naturally like over a very short period of time sure yeah okay so i don't know i haven't researched much about that all i know is kind of what i do mm -hmm. and um yeah i know and i love it so. yeah <laughs> yeah excellent yeah. so the average treatment time i guess we should talk about yeah. that right um is about I always say 12 give or take sessions. Mm -hmm. um, some people come in and they have really lightly saturated tattoos that are old mm -hmm. um, on, let's say, their chest. Yep. Um, that's probably the ideal sort of scenario. So anything on the trunk of your body has better blood flow. Mm -hmm. And you're, it's going to be removed a lot quicker than something on your fingers or your toes. Yep. And um, um, speaking of blood flow, yeah. um, just to kind of back it up for people to understand how this process is working is the tattoo ink is staying in your skin when you get tattooed because those particles are too large for your white blood cells to come and remove out of your body. Correct. So that's why they're staying in your skin. And what this laser tattoo removal is doing is it is shattering those pigments into tiny tiny little particles that your white blood cells can now come and eat up and process out exactly. through your blood vessels and lymphatic drainage system correct could not have said it better myself bravo there we go <laughs> so you that's job because i mean i think they love you <laughs> so ultimately that's why um areas and even with the, the aesthetic lasers that we do here um, areas like the face or anything kind of midline and center it has better blood flow than oftentimes some of the extremities so things can heal up at different rates so that makes sense for a laser tattoo removal that if you're kind of more midline with better blood flow that you're going to get better clearance and faster exactly exactly so anytime somebody comes in with something on the fingers or the toes you know that's probably the first thing I say is listen you know you're gonna be in that upper 12 beyond, mm -hmm. right? It could take, could it take more than 12 sessions? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, full disclosure and transparency is my job. Um, I want everybody to know exactly what the process is gonna be like. Yes. Um, I've also got a degree in teaching, so educating people about the process, I mean, it's just a very natural thing for me to do. 
Um, and I don't want them to have any surprises. That's great. It's all about managing expectations. And I think expectations are so important with any of these things that we're doing, whether it's laser tattoo remover, removal or anything in the aesthetic industry is that's how somebody's going to really trust you and feel comfortable. It's not even with the outcome because we know right. that outcomes can never be promised with anything because bodies are so different and True. physiology is different, but feeling really comfortable and confident that you've been given all of the information that you need to be given to make an informed choice about what you're proceeding with and that the people that are taking care of you are well educated as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you mentioned physiology that, you know, people's health has a huge role to yes. play when we talk about tattoo removal. Mm -hmm. um, the healthier people are, the faster and more efficient their body is going to be at flushing away the ink. Yep. Um, so that's, you know, first and foremost, I always talk to people about that. Um, you know, certain lifestyle choices do really slow the process down mm -hmm. for some people. Um, and I've actually had clients that were so much in a hurry to remove their tattoo that they've really changed their lifestyle. Oh, interesting. I've had people who have quit smoking, yep. who have started to drink water, get more exercise. Yeah. So oh, some people are, yeah, some people are really, really motivated. I would imagine health conditions like diabetes or obviously like lymphedema, any kind autoimmune. of lymphatic things. Yep. Autoimmune is going to make it a lot trickier um, to be able to, to really get that clearance. It does. It slows the process down a bit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So how can somebody prepare for their laser tattoo sessions, whether it's their first or their, their 15th? I don't think there's any preparation, really. I think, um, you know, if it was me, if I was a client looking to get um, laser tattoo removal, I think I'd really look into the company um, as a whole. Um, I currently work for Removery, um, and we're located all over the United States, Canada, um, New Zealand and Australia. Oh, wow. Um, and we have a, a large board of directors, um, all MDs, um, that sort of evaluate things and we do a lot of research and trials and we're always kind of staying on top of technology. Oh, that's so. fantastic. So you mean you are not just somebody <laughs> wheeling their laser into a tattoo parlor saying, hey, we're doing removal on this weekend and just kind of having at it. So your guys yeah. are coming from actual evidence-based research in providing your services. Correct. And we're always doing, we're always doing training. We're always doing clinical calls. So it's really important for us to kind of stay um, on top of new things. Um, we use a, a picosecond um, technology, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, picosecond is like one trillionth of a second. So it's so fast that heat doesn't have time to go into the uh, surrounding tissues. Yes. So it's a very focused technology. Mm -hmm. So it really just focused directly on that ink and it just shatters it. That's awesome. So that yeah. makes it a lot safer. If we just think about laser physics in general with skin, that that picosecond laser, because it is firing so fast with such a small um, heat dissipation around it that it's going to be safer for more skin tones and skin types as well Correct. with a decreased risk of scarring. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Now you guys have two different types of Pico lasers, true, right? The Pico Shore and the Pico Way? Right now all we're using is the Pico Way. Oh, so you totally upgraded we to the have. Big Mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now the Pico Way... That one has, was it three different blended wavelengths that it can utilize? Yeah, there's several wavelengths we can use depending on um, the color of the ink mm -hmm. um, and somebody's skin tone. So That's great. we really do look at, you know, how much melanin somebody has in their skin because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, we want to maintain the integrity of somebody's skin um, and their melanin. So are there um, any... Um, uh, colors, colored dyes and pigments uh, that are used in the tattooing that are 
notoriously tricky to get rid of and any that are like, ah, we got that, no problem. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, black ink is the easiest color for us to remove. Everybody who comes in and I'm like, really? Because that's the darkest color. Yeah. So everybody thinks that that's going to be the hardest one. Mm -hmm. And really it's just the easiest one because it absorbs all the laser light. Oh, so, interesting. So for us, that's easy. Um, white and yellow are tough. Mm -hmm. um, we never guarantee we can remove those colors. That kind of makes sense if you think about just like sun absorption. Right. Black they is going to absorb more more energy versus the reflection. So that makes sense. Exactly. That's exactly. And certain skin tones, um, you know, red. Red mm -hmm. is always tricky on everybody. Yeah. Um, on darker skin tones, we can't remove red. Mm -hmm. um, on lighter skin tones, you know, I tell everybody, hey, this is probably going to blister every time we treat you. Yeah. So... Again, it's just preparation and managing expectations sure. so people know what to expect okay. every time that they come in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if somebody isn't looking to completely remove their tattoo to, like, baseline skin and just looking to lighten it enough to do a cover-up, um, what's that process like for them? Yeah, so it really sort of becomes a collaborative process between um, us as the laser technicians, um, the client, and then a tattoo artist. Mm -hmm. So... Um, what I usually tell people, uh, you know, most people need at least three, mm -hmm. um, usually five sessions, so yeah. somewhere in that range, um, to get their tattoo light enough for a cover-up. Um, it really depends on what they want to put over it. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you've got a really vibrant, colorful tattoo and you're looking to put um, a black and gray portrait with a lot of open skin over that, I'm going to tell the client right yeah. away, listen, you're going to have to remove this whole tattoo. Yeah. Right? That so, makes sense. Um, so that's probably the first thing I ask mm -hmm. when they say, yeah, I think I want to cover it up. And then that's a conversation we get into is, well, what are you thinking? Like, yeah. what do you want to put there? Mm -hmm. um, and so then I say, you know, hey, find an artist, talk to them, go in, have a consultation figure out what it is you want to put there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, after three sessions, go in and say, hey, how's this looking? Yeah, their ready? comfort level with it. Yeah. Ultimately, it's the tattoo artist who has the final say. They'll yep. say, hey, yeah, it's ready. Come on in. Cool. Yeah. And um, how long typically does somebody have to wait after their last laser session before getting tattooed in that area again? I like three months. Even yeah. longer is better. Let that full lymphatic clearance happen and full healing. Exactly. I, I usually tell my clients four or five. Yep. Um, I think longer is better. So I know with our aesthetic lasers, when we're prepping somebody for a session, you know, we want them to avoid sun exposure, um, you know, no sunburns, the least amount of tan as possible, no infections on the skin, uh, just having clean skin integrity. I would imagine that that is still the same, you know, procedures and protocols that you would have for your, for your laser sessions. It is, it is. And I would say not only just on the skin, but I think um, being healthy. Yes. Uh, we always tell our clients, like, if you're feeling sick, don't come in. Yep. Um, if your body's fighting an infection, if you're on antibiotics, mm -hmm. we don't want to see you. Absolutely. Just because it's not going to, you're not going to have an effective treatment. Your body... Yep is very much gonna, you know, we can break up that ink, but if your body's really busy at fighting an infection, it's gonna see the ink and be like, yeah, I'm busy right now. Yeah, like we'll get to you, and now your session, you will have sat through that session and endured it for less of a, a result. Exactly. And that would probably go for like surgery, any sort of extra stress on the body. Absolutely. Um, I know when I first came to see you, I was like, listen, I'm doing all my lasers all at once. I'm gonna do a heavy CO2, and then I'm gonna do the laser tattoo removal. I'm gonna recover all at once and you were like eh. slow it down no you shouldn't and yeah, then I was like that's a lot that makes a lot of sense 
that if we are overwhelming the immune system and overwhelming your body with all this inflammation, that it's not going to do as good of a targeted job at what your primary goal is. Exactly. And I listen to you. Good. Good. Well, thanks. I'm glad. I, I, I always hope everybody listens. They don't always. No, but. no. Compliance is key. Yeah. You, you did mention sun exposure too, and that's yep. a big deal. So we really do want our clients to stay out of the sun. Yes. Um, a lot of our clients use KT tape, the mm-hmm. stuff that athletes use. Yes. Um, I think that's my favorite that was really helpful I used that yeah. over the summertime because I was doing a lot of paddle boarding and I was like I want to still enjoy the summer and do the things that I want to do but I, I really want to be able to keep up on my sessions and not have to like wait for a while until fall time the right. KT tape was fantastic yeah, like waterproof, we, yeah it was great I just had on and go. I'd have Jessica just load me up cover everything up and then be able to go yeah. out on the water and not have to worry about the sun exposure in that area it was yeah. so easy it's great I mean I've had clients come in who are very very tan mm-hmm. and my first instinct is to take one look at them and be like mm, yeah. you're gonna have to come back yeah they're like no no but wait yeah and they you know you, you peel you it see, down yeah and you <laughs> see this like beautiful area of yeah. like untouched skin that hasn't seen oh, the sun. That's so that's great. Yeah. And super important to avoid sun after laser, almost even more so than prior. Once yeah. you have that <laughs> that skin that has been treated with any type of laser, if you then put UV rays on it, you are at a substantially higher risk for scarring, hyperpigmentation, and just poor outcomes and delayed healing all around. Yeah, it's very much the same what we do in, yes. in, in our protocols. So yep. yeah, I tell everybody, and we like people to kind of, you know, you don't want to do anything that's adding heat to the body either. Yes. So I tell people, especially this time of year, people mm-hmm. love the sauna after the gym. Yes. I'm like, listen, nothing that adds heat. So stay out of the sauna, yep. avoid hot yoga, mm-hmm. um, no swimming or soaking. Yep. Um, yeah, that's sort of the protocol. So yeah. it gets a little trickier during the summertime. Mm-hmm. This time of year, it's our busy season. Nobody has to really be thinking about exactly all of these things. Yep. Um, they can come and get treated and don't really have to, um, to worry about swimming unless yep. they're going on a vacation. So, exactly. Um, that's also one of the things I talk to people about when they come in, like, do you have any trips planned? Are you going yeah. anywhere? What do yep. you got going on? Because I want to know. I'm mm-hmm. curious just about, you know, what's going on in their life. But yeah. it also tells me, okay, yeah, maybe we, we should or shouldn't treat you today based on, Definitely. you know. I had a client who came in and she said, oh, yeah, I'm doing a polar plunge tomorrow. And I'm like, mm, probably not. Probably, yeah, maybe we should do a schedule. Yeah. yeah, no, that's super important. Yeah. And, you know, with these things, you have to really take a personal inventory of yourselves um, when you are signing up for any of these procedures because if you don't follow procedures and protocols and actually listen and actually follow through with these instructions, <laughs> you'll have been better off not doing it at all. That's correct. Yes. Yep. Uh, so post-care, um, I did a little experiment with myself that I know probably 99.9% of other people do not have access to, so True. I will say that right then. Um, but I cannot believe the difference in my healing when I would get a session done and I'd race back over here and I would smear the treatment area with Benev brand exosomes, which is basically a stem cell derivative, mm-hmm. just to be like, well, I put this on my laser patients <laughs> after CO2, this can't hurt. And so I put it on, like I could never really tell, you know, if it was genuinely helping. And then my last session, I didn't put it on. Oh, okay. And I cannot believe the difference. The difference really? It brought down the swelling um, substantially faster and it just healed faster. 
like from start to finish my whole healing process in that acute phase, yeah. night and day difference. Yeah. Full disclosure, <laughs> we tell our people only to use ice. Yes. And she I told me her directions. Yeah. She told me her plan and I was like, listen, like at your own risk. Yeah. At your own risk. You can experiment with yes. yourself. But we we tell all our clients really just ice. Yeah. The get the get that temperature down. Yeah. Especially if you're at higher risk for hyperpigmentation or scarring or blistering. Getting that heat load down quickly is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would always yeah. show up with um, some ice packs I'd keep in the car. So as soon as I'd get back into leave, I'd throw some ice on it. Um, if I was coming back to work, we have a Zimmer here. Um, and so I'd turn that on and then just start, you know, blowing the areas with cold air, really get that temperature down because I myself am really prone to hyperpigmentation and PIH and scarring. I've had zero problems. Yeah, with your the skin Pico. looks great so far. Yeah, I've had no problems at all. And I mean, I was prepared for it, whatever happened, happened. Uh, but it's been really, really easy. But yeah, I can't believe those exosomes were phenomenal. And then I've also been using, um, the Elastin brand restorative skin nectar, or regenerative skin nectar, sorry. Um, and that's just like a good post-laser product. And I mean, I think literally anybody could use that, um, you know, whether you recommend it um, or don't recommend it, it can be used after any sort of laser treatments, ablative and non-ablative, very safely, it's clean. Um, people can order it online, they can stop in here and get it if they want, but you can just go onto Elastin's website and buy it. Um, and that's fantastic for helping improve and speed up your healing process too and can help kind of soften potential scar areas as well so i that's what i use um i don't like using any kind of thing like occlusive like the petroleum-based stuff aquafort ointment yeah. that you really don't want to use on any sort of laser area especially no. when you still have that heat load coming out because it's going to trap the heat exactly just keep it nice and moisturized with the most bland moisturizer you can possibly find is usually the best yeah and we you know we tell people there's there's a few things you know obviously ice is great um and then just massage like once, yes once you get past that spicy phase because yep. it's spicy for like 24 to 36 hours yeah right? it feels yep. a little bit like just a little sunburn. sensitive yep exactly yeah um, massaging the area three to yeah. five times, you know, three to five minutes, um, twice a day is actually really, really good because it increases yes. the blood flow to that area. Yep. And um, if you really want to kind of deep dive into yeah. it, Google search some videos for lymphatic drainage massage mm -hmm. in the area that you had this done on mm -hmm. and that'll Great help idea. promote that too. Yeah. Great. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are going to be doing, um, some video recording of my next session. So today's Monday, my session is on Wednesday. So we're gonna take some good footage of my next session, which I think is session four. I think it's four. I think it's four. Yeah. So we're gonna be doing um, all of them, which I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. So we were breaking everything up into a couple of sessions because what makes sense is at first you have a lot of pigment load in the skin and you don't wanna overwhelm the lymphatic system. So if Correct. you're doing certain sizes and just kind of overall square inches you want to break it up into different days and you know separate it out by different lymphatic drainage cycles um, and now I've got enough of that pigment out that we can combine them all and do it in one visit so this Wednesday is gonna be my first what I'm gonna call my mega session your mega session <laughs> absolutely yeah. I'm ready I'm yeah. ready yeah a lot of people break up their sessions you know we, we can treat about up to 88 88 square inches yeah um in one session it's a lot though it is, um, it is i usually you know tell people hey let's let's shoot for maybe half mm -hmm. or a quarter and usually when i break up um the tattoo into into quarters people usually 
are able to finish it. I think yes. there's something mental about say, like just putting a little, like a chunk of it first and yep. saying, let's get through this, this piece first. Yeah. Small victories. Exactly. And then, you know, usually they're like, go, oh, keep going. Just yes. keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the way I am with it. I literally hands clasp, head down, eyes yeah, shut, always head down. <laughs> and then just breathe through it and then just tighten and release and tighten and release and you get through it. And it's like, do, do I want to break as much as I want to break? Nope. Let's power through because I know as soon as I'm done, I'm good. Yeah. And there's some strategy too, um, as laser operators. We, we always sort of think of if people are doing multiple tattoos, mm -hmm. where are they located, right? Because yes. there are areas that hurt more than others. For sure. Um, and even for you, when you came in, I'd always, you know, I think last time I said, where do you want to start? Yep. Um, because I always try to get the spicier area done first. Exactly. And then we kind of move to the area. Because you definitely that get less. that kind of cumulative pain where like at the end of it, you're kind of sick of it and you're over it. Right, right. It's true. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's just, it's going to be a good test of my mental toughness to get through all and four of those. And you don't have those. to get through the whole thing. But I'm excited to. It's a, it's yeah. a good challenge for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you will because yes. anything you set your mind to, you're going to do. Totally. So, um, yeah. But we're here for it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm really yeah, excited to get too. it going. And this is going to be my first session at your new location, too. Correct. Yeah. So you guys were located within a, a different type of an office, medical office, in Simsbury, and now you have your own standalone brick and mortar. We do. All day, all the time, laser tattoo removal in it's South gorgeous. Windsor. Correct. Oh, I'm excited. Correct. Yeah. We're in South Windsor now. We have our own place. Um, the nurse practitioner that I'm working with, her name is Reba. She's fantastic. That's um, great. She, the clients seem to just really, really love her. Um, so it's it's the two of us over there that's now. Awesome. And yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's yeah. fantastic. So I have an idea for you guys. Run it by your medical director. Mm. Pronox. What's that? Laughing gas. Oh, yeah. okay. So I remember because I might have had a little something done. Um, and yes, and mm -hmm. we used that. Mm -hmm. And that was a godsend. It's a game changer. Now, I it don't was. know if it is compatible with Tico lasers or not. Like, I it's not know. compatible with our CO2. Like, we will blow this mother up if we have the two on at the same time. <laughs> so that's, like, the one laser we can't. So I, I don't know about the Pico, but that might be a great option for people that have, like, a really like hard time with it lets you just totally dissociate from the pain and it does hair. it's like having a couple of margaritas it is it, it is pretty nice it's a little inhaled that. xanax yeah. just like i don't <laughs> care just do it you know it's it nice was, it was pretty great <laughs> <laughs> fantastic all right um anything else that we should be knowing about laser tattoo removal i feel like we covered it i feel like we covered most of it yeah cool so what i want to yeah. finish up with is some of my quick fire questions. Oh, so this oh, is to <laughs> allow the listeners to get to know you a little bit more. Okay. Um, and hopefully they all get to actually really know you in the remover. Yeah, I would love. Hey, if anybody wants to come in, you can schedule a consultation. And Definitely. I'll be the one doing it. And um, yeah. patients, if you're in and you're like, oh, hey, that's right. Laser tattoo removal. Ask me. I will you all the information you need right at your appointment you've already sent us so many people too it's and they've great. been so happy too good great great feedback good i mean awesome. honestly i wouldn't recommend them to, to anywhere else when i was looking for you know where i wanted to go to get tattoos removed 
when I, you know, I had reached out to a couple different locations, got some quotes, heard some information. I felt most comfortable with, it was clean slate at the time before right. removery had taken over. Yeah. And so I made that appointment. I didn't even know that you were the one kind of in charge of the thing. And then all of a sudden I saw on Instagram and I was like, hold up. <laughs> my favorite Anita is who I get to see. I got so excited and like instantly got taken from like here to like, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. I know I'm in good hands. And like instantly just had this like ease about the whole thing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I hope everybody feels that way when they come in. They That's should. The they honestly should. Yeah. I I wouldn't feel comfortable recommending people go anywhere else except to you. Like it, okay. there's just beautiful and brilliant. I love it all. Thanks. All right. So back to our quick fires here. What's right. your favorite color? Purple. What is the worst social media trend that you see right now? Oh. Anything that doesn't support body positivity. What's your favorite social media trend right now? Body positivity. Got it. Yes. Yeah, 100%. I'm all about that. What are you watching right now? Yellowstone. I've tried. I have tried so many <laughs> times and I can't focus. What? All I hear from a million people is how amazing it is. I got to give it another shot. I love it. I got to give it another shot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you listen to any podcasts? Sean King. Sean King. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Regularly. I love him. And are you reading anything right now? Um, Bo Chaplin is um, an author that I love. Um, Here at Dawn is like one of his most recent books. So it's just sort of small excerpts about love, life, loss. Oh, cool. That's nice um, and easy to, to Yeah. Handle. Yeah. So oh, cool. sometimes I've got three or four things going at once, but yep. I picked that one up last night. What's so. your all-time favorite book? Oh, Pride and Prejudice. Good choice. Jane Austen, yeah. What's your favorite word? Oh, my, I have no idea. <laughs> Do you have a least favorite word? Moist. Okay. I've been <laughs> waiting for somebody to, to drop that one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sort of forbidden in my house. Yeah. It's not something that I... Uh, they'll make it a joke, though. Yeah, as, <laughs> as often as that word can be used, it, it gets used. The way I struggle with it is like, what is a better way to describe a cake? Ugh. Yeah, I you don't try, know. and it's like you can't. There's no other great word to describe because that's like the one time I know. when moist is a positive, beneficial thing that you're like, oh yes, that's it. Ooh. What else do we call cake? I, I don't know. I just you don't call it a wet little... cake. That's that's uh, not good. <laughs> If I have to use it, I'll say the M word and you know exactly what I Yep. Yep. What's your all-time favorite movie? All-time favorite movie? Thomas Crown Affair. Mm. Yeah, I love that one. Do you have a favorite <clears throat> musical artist? Oh, man. I don't know. I have such eclectic taste. Same. I wouldn't be able to pull out one. <sighs> Not really. It really depends on my mood. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite artist? And we'll expand this to fine art tattoo artist, photographer, any of the above? I think I have favorites for all of those. Ooh. So, I mean, Matisse is probably one of my all-time favorites. The mm -hmm. humor and his, you know, flying goats and all this. Yes. Like, um, just really cool and beautiful. Um, favorite photographer, Lee Jeffries um, is somebody that I know and love. He um, has beautiful, beautiful portraits. Um, he photographs homeless people. Oh, wow. Um, and his his work is just exquisite. I'll have to check that out. Yes, very, very beautiful. He has a book available. I should 
put a little plug in for him right now. It's a good Christmas gift. <laughs> see if we can find a link. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, tattoo artist. So that's tough. I know. If anybody's Genres. listening, yeah, and depending on what I'm looking for, yeah. um, Bob Tyrell. Um, is probably one of my favorite portrait artists. Mm -hmm. um, he's been around for a hot minute, yep. and he's just an all-around good human being. That's great. Um, when I went to go get tattooed by him the first time, he found out it was my birthday, and he's like, hey, let's go see Guns N' Roses, and let's go see Bad Company. And we ended up, like, hanging out and oh, go to concerts, awesome. and, like, it just was the most beautiful tattoo yeah. experience I've ever had. Oh, that's amazing. So, he's a favorite. Like, getting tattooed is such an intimate experience, and I feel like when it's not, when you go to a shop and it's just like a, a transaction and it's not an experience, it's so different. Right. Because I've true. had transactional tattoos, and I've had more meaningful sessions, and they're so different. Absolutely. People ask me all the time, like, oh, who would you go see for this and yeah. that? And I think... You know, my advice would always be find somebody who does exactly what you want yes. every day. Yes. Right? Like, if you want a full-color tattoo, you know, mm -hmm. you want it. You, you don't want to go to somebody who's doing black and gray every find day. Find the specialist. Exactly. I always say that with aesthetics, too, and plastic surgery. You want boobs? You go to the guy that's doing, like, incredible boob boobs all day. You mm -hmm. want a nose job? You go to the guy that's slaying noses left and right. You don't go to the generalist that every couple months does that one and then exactly. a little bit of this. And tattooing has changed so much over the years that people are really specialist in certain areas. Some people can do a really lot are. very well. Yeah. Um, but no, I would I would say the same thing. I recommend going to your specialist. And also, like, who you connect with and who you vibe with. Because the personality is, like, it makes or breaks it. Exactly. And if you're going to be sitting through, you know, a seven-hour day, yeah. God, it better really be with somebody who's cool. Oh, and yeah. it's going to make the experience great, mm -hmm. you know? I've had really good, I had a great experience with Evan Olin, mm -hmm. um, him and his crew at Powerline, they're in Rhode Island, fantastic. Yeah. Um, he tattooed me at a tattoo con uh, convention in Philly, just great, you yeah. know, we just had natural conversation, and he's just an all-around nice guy. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I've had most of my work done by Ben Regal up in Massachusetts. Um, you know, I've had a couple of pieces, actually most of the pieces coming off of my body are from other people. Uh, <laughs> my transactional pieces, I will call them. Um, and I developed a really great working rapport with Ben, where mm -hmm. I yeah. had such a trust in him that we would develop a concept, and he'd be like, well, what do you, what are you thinking? And I'm like, honestly, like, I vibe with your style and your your approach as an artist like do you and I trust you yeah you know and yeah, so that's like important. and we've known each other for over 10 years you know we've been working on things together for a long time and just developed a really good rapport and like even a good friendship you know are we hanging out and grabbing beers afterwards no but I'm always there for him if he needs me and vice versa and like we just right. have that really good trust and rapport back and forth um and I really appreciate that it's not like oh my gosh nobody can tattoo me but but Ben Regal, um, you know, because I've had tattoos by other people. Yeah. But I cherish the 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 working relationship that we developed over the years, and my trust in him as an artist. Because right. when somebody's tattooing you, it is permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back on topic here. Yeah. What is your favorite food or favorite meal? 
Oh, I'm a foodie, so that's a tough question too. Um, death row final meal. Crab legs. King yes. crab legs and champagne. I think that would probably be there it. There you go. <laughs> I like it. What's your favorite place to visit? Oh, Banff in Canada is just extraordinary in every way. It's just this little piece of nature that just mm. looks like it's out of a storybook. It's magical. Magical. I love that. Magical. This is a loaded question. Uh-oh. I'm ready. <laughs> it's not meant to make everybody mad at you. Oh, no. Who's your favorite person in the world? Oh, man. I know. <laughs> so I don't know if I could, I don't know that I could pick just one, but my family, um, we have like very strong matriarch, patriarch mm. type. Um, the grandparents, like yeah. my grandparents have always been just the people that I want to be around. I just got back from a trip seeing my 92-year-old grandmother, oh, and we just had the most amazing time. That's fantastic. She just told me all these stories about, you know, back from her childhood. and, and Those are my favorite. It, I just sat there and just soaked it in, mm -hmm. right? Like, And I kept notes, because I just wanted to like cherish those I'm moments and not forget. My grandmother's 95. And, you know, still doing well, mm. uh, lives on her own, finally yeah. gave up the driver's license this past year. Okay. Thank you to everybody that has survived <laughs> it. Um, and she, like, I so, and I've been saying this for years, and I really need to just do it because I'm going to regret it deeply if I don't, is I want to have her stories recorded mm. in some way, whether it is me idea. actually recording her telling them or me writing down her stories. She, like, she, I'm telling you, she's she's wild. You know, she's a wild lady mm -hmm. and lived a, a crazy life, you know, up through the depression, through struggle, coming up, oh, yeah. um, you know. And, I mean, she's just a hot shit, yeah. you know. And she's so just... So my nanny. I feel uh, like, you know... They're and tough. My, they're not their grandmother, like too. anymore. Yeah. You it, know? The, the grit that they had to yes. sort of, like, get through it. And you she's know? just so assertive. Like... Nobody's screwing with Lorraine, yeah. you know, like, Lorraine, <laughs> yes. I love her name. <laughs> like nobody's screwing with her and she's just such a, and she's, I mean, believe me, I'm, I'm the girl of the family. She has yeah. always been tough on me, you know, yeah. my brother can do no wrong. It's the boy, you know, mm -hmm. but for me, it was tougher, but it was a tough love. And there was never a question in my mind that she didn't have my back, like to the nth degree. And she, like, to this day, you know, I'm 36 years old. I wish I had her level of assertion that she has at 95. Mm, same. You I know? mean, they really just don't, they, they just don't care about no. anything anymore. It's just, at all. This is how I'm going to live my life. Yep. This is how it's going to be. This is what I want. Exactly. This is, you know, what I don't want. Exactly. And there's something It's black learn. and white, and it is just, this is what I need right now. And I don't care if it doesn't. Um, you know, serve you, it's serving me, and that's what's important. And exactly. I love that. I love that she's doing that. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yeah, those are such valuable relationships. High five to the grandmas, man. Mm -hmm. They're the sure. best. For oh. sure. So, what gives you the most purpose in life? Oh, man. Being a mom. Yeah, being a mom, watching my kids just um, turn into really lovely human beings they seem like cool people mm -hmm. just they really are they really kids. are um i was proud of my daughter recently well i'm proud of all of them but recently 
um, I signed him up to get a COVID booster. And mm-hmm. she said, you know what, Mom, I don't know if I want to do it. It's my body. It's my choice. And yeah, I was girl. like, even though I really wanted her to have it, I said, yep. you know what? You're right. Yeah. It is your choice. And you make the decision for yourself. You're almost 17. Mm-hmm. There you go. I love that. Right? And yeah. I'm happy that she gave me a little bit of, you know, a taste of my own medicine. Because she always hears me talk about, you know, um, women. And, yep. and Standing women's... up for yourself. Yeah. And, and just being strong. And, and there You're she You're like, oh, was. I can't hate it. I can't hate it. I there she it. was. I was like, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, if you would give your 18-year-old self a piece of advice, what would you tell yourself? Just to love my body for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I spent a lot of time being really self-conscious at that age um, and not really truly embracing all the things that were were me, right? I was so focused on the outside Um that I sort of forgot for a little while about how really what a great person I am on the inside, mm-hmm. you know? It's important. Um, and that just, you know, I would just tell myself, listen, you're beautiful yeah. outside and in, and what other people think doesn't matter. Exactly. It's our vessel, and what's inside is so much more important. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is just taking us for the ride right now. It took me a long time to get there, yeah. to, really, to really get there. And now I'm sort of at this point in my life where... You know, if I want to eat the cake, I eat the cake. If I want to, you know, have the tacos, I'm eating the damn tacos, right? Like, I'm just sort of over what everybody thinks. Exactly. And and I'm just doing me. There has to be balance. I think I have said it, if not on every single episode so far, it's about to be, if you're not fluctuating, you're not living. And that's okay. Yes. You know, you can still be healthy yeah. and go through some periods of a little weight gain and weight loss. And, like, that's normal. Oh, that's my life. It's normal. That and is my life. Like, I just recorded a, a fitness episode, you know, yeah. about fitness and nutrition it. and everything. And, like, while that's a very important thing and it's something that I think we should always be cognizant about with our health and our overall health and wellness, that it's not our aesthetic you know, appearance of outward is not the most important. Correct. And that being healthy and mostly happy within who you are is hands down the most important thing. Mm. And if you need to do a couple little aesthetic things, whether you're coming in to see me for a little Botox, filler, laser, whatever, or having a tattoo removed, like, do the things if it's going to make you happy. But it needs to be for you and not for other people. Correct. And that's that's my soapbox. Yeah, and I think how you treat other people, right? Yes. I think that's the most important thing is just just kindness. Be a good person. Yeah, just just be a good human. Yep. Yeah, you never know where somebody's coming from or the day they've had or, you know, it's... I mean, it's blatantly obvious in, like, road rage. I mean, we see it every day. People, right. like, losing their shit because you didn't pump the, the, the gas the second that the light turned green. Right. Obviously, something's going on. And mm-hmm. just be a good person. You don't know what somebody's going through every day. Amen to that. Mm. <laughs> Who's your role model? Oh, my role model. I mean, it sounds like Grandma. I know. I, I, I hate to be like boring yeah. and say the same thing. That's not boring. But I feel like my grandmother's, yeah. you know, my mom, um, even though she and I have a lot of different views um, on things in life, um, she always taught me to work hard. Yeah. Right? She's always been a hard worker. Um, she's persevered. She's, um, you know, 
always done everything for everyone except herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she's put others first. God, mothers are good at that, aren't they? Yeah. So really, it's just the women in my life. Yeah. I mean, strong matriarchs. Gra- yeah, grandparents. My mom, um, my friend Maria, who she's a nurse practitioner. She works um, with addiction services mm-hmm. um, in Holyoke, and she is man she's exceptional strong women are are so important to have in your life and to see oh yeah because so many women are just kept down and made smaller and given smaller roles in life in general and less respect so i think it's so important for women of all ages to see strong women and not just you know tough bitches and you know take no shit from anybody but just strong good women Mm. And women who just aren't afraid to be themselves. Yes. You know, I think um, I've always had a ton of empathy and been very sensitive and and giving and caring. And and I've always said that's a blessing and a curse. Yes, it is. Because, you know, man, have I had it sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, people can take advantage of people like that, right? And they can view you as not being strong. And being an empath makes it very, very difficult because you absorb everything around you and it's hard to put up that shield to let things not affect you and when you put up that shield sometimes people will think that you're being cold or dismissive and when you're really just trying to be protective and finding that balance of what to absorb and what to take on and what to not make your problem absolutely absolutely big situations with lots of people Top. Man. <laughs> it's exhausting. I, I need a day after. Same. I really I need a day where I like tattoo conventions. Three days in a row, I get back and like listen, I just I don't wanna talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I just need to like regroup. Yep. yep. I always say I'm a friendly introvert. Yeah. Where I, I love people. I love having good conversations. Um, you know, I'm not scared of people and like just wanting to be a hermit, but I have to take alone time after having these social engagements to recharge my batteries. And that's even after a day of work, you know, I'm seeing between 10 to 20 patients a day. That's 10 to 20. Hi, how you doing? How's life? What you been up to? Mm -hmm. It's a lot. And I mean, I know a lot of people do that in their jobs and professions and seeing a lot of people during the day. Um, but for somebody like yourself or myself where, you know, it, it sucks a lot out of us that when the day is done, you know, it's like, I need my alone time. I need quiet. I need to just not think. I need to dissociate my brain into just being able to re-energize and recharge itself. Absolutely. I feel that way all the time. Yep. Yeah. Outgoing introvert. That's yes. what that's exactly that's what I would describe myself. Yep, like I'm sure. not shy. It's not that I don't want to talk to people or I'm hiding. It's that when all is said and done, like I just wanna lay in my bed. Mm. <laughs> First thing I do is put my pajamas on and get in bed. Same. I walk in the door, that's it. scrubs off, shower, sweats, and yeah. just like I need to sit. I need to just like exactly exactly yeah. and just zone out for a little bit yeah yeah i hear it all right last question is like the most important oh no actually no we've got two more (laughs) two more that are very very important all right vanilla or chocolate oh girl chocolate (laughs) vanilla i know it's weird so i love chocolate i will always choose chocolate over vanilla but if this was a soft serve flavor question always vanilla 
Vanilla soft serve with rainbow sprinkles. Mm. But otherwise, I, chocolate you know, I everything. You know, I think it's done with some twist, though. Twist is darn good. Twist with sprinkles yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. true. That's Very probably true. the only time I would have vanilla. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah otherwise, yeah. chocolate all day with everything. Yeah, same. Yeah. All right, last one. <laughs> all right. Is it a crayon or a crayon? Man, now I have to think about it. I'm like, what do I normally say? I think I say crayon. I'm a crayon girl. I'm a crayon. Yeah, I'm a I'm a hard A crayon girl. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think it's crayons. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. crayons. <laughs> I didn't really think about that. It's I was a like, weird what, one. What do I actually say? I know it's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one, but super important. Hey. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. And Thanks for um, me. if you are watching, um, stay tuned in just a moment. You're going to take a sneak peek into a typical visit at the Removery with Anita. Just a Pinch podcast was written, recorded, edited, and produced by Kristen Jem.